Hey family, I have a special announcement before we start today's show. Just letting you know, um, holidays are coming up. I don't know when you will be listening to this, but for this particular holiday, it is Memorial Day. So spend some time with the family taking the next, you know, two or three days off. So go back and listen to some of the old episodes if you're new, um, Yeah, go back and listen to some of the old episodes. If you're existing, meaning that you've been rocking with your boy, uh, first of all, I truly appreciate it. Uh, Go back and listen to some old episodes. It would definitely, it may be some things you may have missed because, you know, we're dropping them, you know, Monday through Friday. Uh, But again, we will be taking a break for the next, what? two days and a break to me is really what I plan on doing is seeing how I can make the show better looking at some technology as well as as me I'm I'm actually going to go back and listen to a lot of the episodes and see how I can uh, create some some more value that's that's what I really plan on doing so I have to figure out how I'm going to do that between uh, resting and you know, whatever else gets thrown my way. But honestly, family, this has been an amazing ride. We are really just getting started. I know that sounds crazy, but right now as I'm being hidden to work on this craft, this is the thing I want to do. This is the thing where I want to be a, you know, really represent what servitude is and to really just assist and help. And, you know, and watch people grow on this journey, but I won't, I won't be a chatterbox. We will get right to the information. I think this is going to be a, I'm trying something different. I tried it on yesterday's episode as well. So we'll see what happens, but I think you're going to enjoy it today. You know, I normally don't like dating the show, but if you're listening to this and thinking like, where are the other episodes for another two days? Today is Wednesday. And I think today is the 26th, May 26th, I believe. Uh, let's verify. Yes, it is May 26th, Wednesday, May 26th. So Thursday and Friday, we won't have any new episode. Like I said, we will be taking the time off to enjoy Memorial Day as well as the other day. So hopefully, not hopefully, we will be back on on target on Tuesday, June 1st. So the first of the month, we will be starting off with a new episode. Who knows? I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to take off that long because I'm already just like, you know, getting excited, like, man, I can't wait till I get to come back. But it's just, I know it's one of those things you need to do in life. You have to learn, especially, you know, um, with the mindset, you have to be able to have a mental reset. So again, I apologize for taking up so much of the intro or the beginning of this show, but we do got a, a really good packed show for you today in which we are going to address something that has really, um, had a lot of impact and influence on myself, which is mindset. I'm always going to talk about mindset because I think a reason, a lot of reason why is because of the frustration I have with a lot of the personal development stuff out here and just how, you know, people, you know, people are selling you on, on, on false beliefs and I got sold them. So I'm not telling you something that I think that I think about or telling you something that I heard about. This is something that I know. So with no further ado, Let's jump into today's show. This is your boy D. If you can't recognize the voice, follow me on IG. I will probably be on IG, uh, you know, dropping some stories. I don't even, if you're not following me, I don't know what you're doing. All right, man, let's get to it.
the wisest person I ever met in my life, a third grade dropout. Wisest and dropout in the same sentence is rather oxymoronic, like jumbo shrimp. Mm-hmm. Like fun run, ain't nothing fun about it. Like Microsoft works, y'all don't hear me. I used to say like country music, but I've lived in Texas so long. I, I love country music now. I, back, yeah. I hunt, I fish, I have cowboy boots and cowboy, y'all I'm a black neck redneck. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? No longer oxymoronic for me to say country music. And it's not oxymoronic for me to say third grade and dropout. That third grade dropout, the wisest person I ever met in my life who taught me to combine knowledge and wisdom to make an impact was my father. A simple cook. Wisest man I ever met in my life. Just a simple cook. Left school in the third grade to help out on the family farm, but just because he left school doesn't mean his education stopped. Mark Twain once said, I've never allowed my schooling to get in the way of my education. My father taught himself how to read, taught himself how to write, decided in the midst of Jim Crowism, as America was breathing the last gasp of the Civil War, my father decided he was gonna stand and be a man. Not a black man, not a brown man, not a white man, but a man. He literally challenged himself to be the best that he could all the days of his life. I have four degrees. My brother is a judge. We're not the smartest ones in our family. It's a third grade dropout daddy. Uh, a third grade dropout daddy who was quoting Michelangelo, saying to us, boys, I won't have a problem if you aim high and miss, but I'm gonna have a real issue if you aim low and hit. Uh, a country mother quoting Henry Ford, saying if you think you can or if you think you can't, you're right. I learned that from a third grade drop, simple lessons. Lessons like these, son, you'd rather be an hour early than a minute late. We never knew what time it was at my house because the clocks were always ahead. My mother said for nearly 30 years, my father left the house at 3.45 in the morning. One day she asked him, why daddy? He said, maybe one of my boys will catch me in the act of excellence. I want to share two things with you. Aristotle said, you are what you repeatedly do. Therefore, excellence ought to be a habit, not an act. Don't ever forget that. I know you're tough, but always remember to be kind. Always. Don't ever forget that. Never embarrass mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. If daddy ain't happy, don't nobody care. But you know, I tell you. Next lesson. Lesson from a cook over there in the galley. Son, make sure your servant's towel is bigger than your ego. Ego is the anesthesia that deadens the pain of stupidity. Y'all might have a relative in mind you want to send that to. Let me say it again. <laughs> Ego is the anesthesia that deadens the pain of stupidity. Pride is the burden of a foolish person. John Wooden coached basketball at UCLA for a living, but his calling was to impact people. And with all those national championships, guess what he was found doing in the middle of the week? Going into the cupboard, grabbing a broom, and sweeping his own gym floor. You want to make an impact? Find your broom. Every day of your life, you find your broom. You grow your influence that way. That way you're attracting people so that you can impact them. Final lesson. Son, if you're gonna do a job, do it right. I've always been told how average I can be.
always been criticized about being average. But I want to tell you something. I stand here before you, before all of these people, not listening to those words, but telling myself every single day to shoot for the stars, to be the best that I can be. Good enough isn't good enough if it can be better. And better isn't good enough if it can be best. Let me close with a very personal story that I think will bring all this into focus. Wisdom will come to you in the unlikeliest of sources, a lot of times through failure. When you hit rock bottom, remember this. While you're struggling, rock bottom can also be a great foundation on which to build and on which to grow. I'm not worried that you'll be successful. I'm worried that you won't fail from time to time. Person that gets up off the canvas and keeps growing, that's the person that will continue to grow their influence. Back in the 70s, to help me make this point, let me introduce you to someone. I met the finest woman I'd ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. Back in my day, we'd have called her a brick house. This woman was the finest woman I'd ever seen in my life. There's just one little problem. Back then, ladies didn't like big old linemen. The blind side hadn't come out yet. <laughs> they, they like quarterbacks and running backs. We're at this dance, and I find out her name is Trina Williams from Lompoc, California. And, and we were all dancing, and we're, we're just, just excited. And I decide in the middle of dancing with her that I would ask her for her phone number. She, Trina was the first one. Trina was the only woman in college who gave me her real telephone number. <laughs> the next day, we walked to Baskin and Robbins ice cream parlor. My friends couldn't believe it. This has been 40 years ago, and my friends still can't believe it. We go on a second date, and a third date, and a fourth date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we drive from Chico to Vallejo so that she could meet my parents. My father meets her, my daddy. My hero, he meets her, pulls me to the side and says, is she psycho? But anyway, <laughs> we go together for a year, two years, three years, four years. By now, Trina's a senior in college. I'm still a freshman, but I'm working some things out. <laughs> I'm so glad I graduated in four terms. Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan. <laughs> so now it's, it's, it's time to propose. So I talk to her girlfriends and California, it's in the 70s, so it has to be outside. You have to have a candle and you have to have, you know, some chocolate. Listen, I'm from the hood. I had a bottle of Boone's Farm wine. That's what I had. She said yes. That was the key. I married the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen in my Y'all ever been to a wedding? And even before the wedding starts, you hear this. How in the world? And it was coming from my side of the family. We get married, we have a few children, our lives are great. One day, Trina finds a lump in her left breast. Breast cancer. Six years after that diagnosis, me and my two little boys walked up to mommy's casket. And for two years, my heart didn't beat. If it wasn't for my faith in God, I, I wouldn't be standing here today. If it wasn't for those two little boys, there would have been no reason for which to go on. I was completely lost. That was rock bottom. You know what sustained me? The wisdom of a third grade dropout. The wisdom of a simple cook. We're at the casket. I'd never seen my dad cry. 
But this time I saw my dad cry. That was his daughter. Trina was his daughter, not his daughter-in-law. And I'm right behind my father about to see her for the last time on this earth. And my father shared three words with me that changed my life right there at the casket. It would be the last lesson he would ever teach me. He said, son, just stand. You keep standing. You keep standing, no matter how rough the sea, you keep standing. And I'm not talking about just water. You keep standing. No matter what you don't give up. And as clearly as I'm talking to you today, these were some of her last words to me. She looked me in the eye and she said, it doesn't matter to me any longer how long I live. What matters to me most is how I live. I ask y'all one question, a question that I was asked all my life by a third grade dropout. How you living? How you living? Every day ask yourself that question, how you living? Here's, here's what a cook would suggest you to live this way, that you would not judge that you would show up early, that you'd be kind, that you'd make sure that that servant's town is huge and used, that if you're gonna do something, you do it the right way. That, that, that cook would tell you this, that it's never wrong to do the right thing, that how you do anything is how you do everything. And in that way, you will grow your influence to make an impact. In that way, you will honor all those who have gone before you, who have invested in you. Look in those unlikeliest places for wisdom enhance your life every day by seeking that wisdom and asking yourself every night how am i living may god richly bless y'all thank you you've been accused of practicing medicine without a license it's a very grave charge son are you aware that it's unlawful to practice medicine without a medical license yes sir i am are you aware that running a medical clinic without the proper licensing can place both you and the public in a great deal of danger? Is a home a clinic, sir? If you are admitting patients and treating them, physical location is irrelevant. Yes, sir, will you define treatment for me? Yes, treatment would be defined as the care of a patient seeking medical attention. Have you been treating patients, Mr. Adams? Well, sir, I live with several people. They come and go as they please. I offer them whatever help I can. Mr. Adams, have you or have you not been treating patients at your ranch? Everyone who comes to the ranch is a patient, yes. And every person who comes to the ranch is also a doctor. I'm sorry. Every person who comes to the ranch is in need of some form of physical or mental help. They're patients. But also every person who comes to the ranch is in charge of taking care of someone else. Whether it's cooking for them, cleaning them, or even a simple task as listening. That makes them doctors. I use that term broadly, gentlemen, but is not a doctor someone who helps someone else? When did the term doctor get treated with such reverence as, oh, right this way, Dr. Smith, or, excuse me, Dr. Scholes, what wonderful foot pads, or, pardon me, Dr. Patterson, but your flatulence has no odor. <laughs> At what point in history did a doctor become more than a trusted and learned friend who visited and treated the ill? Now, you ask me if I've been practicing medicine. Well, if this means opening your door to those in need, those in pain, Caring for them, listening to them, applying a cold cloth until a fever breaks, 
If this is practicing medicine, if this is treating a patient, then I am guilty as charged, sir. Did you consider the ramifications of your actions? What if one of your patients had died? What's wrong with death, sir? What are we so mortally afraid of? Why can't we treat death with a certain amount of humanity and dignity and decency and, God forbid, maybe even humor? Death is not the enemy, gentlemen. If we're going to fight a disease, let's fight one of the most terrible diseases of all, indifference. Now I've sat in your schools and heard people lecture on transference and professional distance. Transference is inevitable, sir. Every human being has an impact on another. Why don't we want that in a patient-doctor relationship? That's why I've listened to your teachings and I believe they're wrong. A doctor's mission should be not just to prevent death, but also to improve the quality of life. That's why you treat a disease, you win, you lose. You treat a person, I guarantee you, you win. Now here today, this room is full of medical students. Don't let them anesthetize you. Don't let them numb you out to the miracle of life. Always live in awe of the glorious mechanism of the human body. Let that be the focus of your studies and not a quest for grades, which will give you no idea what kind of doctor you will become. Mr. Adams, please turn and, and don't address wait the till you're on the ward to get your humanity back. Start your interviewing skills now. Start talking to strangers. Talk to your friends. Talk to wrong numbers. Talk to everyone. Mr. Adams. And cultivate friendships with those amazing people standing in the back of the room. Nurses, they can teach you. They've been with people every day. They wade through blood and shit. They have a wealth of knowledge to share with you. And so do the professors you respect, the ones who are not dead from the heart up. Share their compassion. Let that be contagious. Mr. Adams, I demand that you turn and address the board. Sir, I, I want to be a doctor with all my heart. I wanted to become a doctor so I could serve others. And because of that, I've lost everything. But I've also gained everything. I've shared the lives of patients and staff members at the hospital. I've laughed with them. I've cried with them. This is what I want to do with my life. And as God is my witness, no matter what your decision today, sir, I will still become the best damn doctor the world has ever seen. Now, you have the ability to prevent me from graduating. You can keep me from getting the title and the white coat. But you can't control my spirit, gentlemen. You can't keep me from learning. You can't keep me from studying. So you have a choice. You could have me as a professional colleague, passionate, or you can have me as an outspoken outsider, still adamant. Either way, I'll probably still be viewed as a thorn. But I promise you one thing. I am a thorn that will not go away. Is that all? I hope not, sir. We will adjourn briefly. Unconventional discomfort of a changed mindset. Again, unconventional discomfort of a changed mindset. That is today's topic today. That's what we're going to unpack.
If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family, to my existing family. Big up, as always. Thank you for taking the time to lock in and join in. On this podcast show, we shift the mindset through inspiration, motivation, with a standing foundation of self-discipline. I am your respectful host, E.D. For all you smart and intelligent folks out there, listen, that just simply means Ed. Now, pull up to the dinner table. I got some stories to tell. You know the model, the slogan, what we live by here. Bet on yourself. You won't win unless you get in the game and play. The quote of the decade, the one that resonates with us here. Check this out. You never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. Bob Marley. One question. Two thought-provoking statements. First question. I love the way Rick uh, Rigsby talked about this. He said, how you living? How are you living? Or what we would say is, how you living? First thought-provoking statement. If I would have known this, I would have, you fill in the blank. If I would have known this, I would have, you fill in the blank to answer that. Second thought-provoking statement. Don't go away. Keep standing. Don't go away. Keep standing. Again, today's episode is entitled Unconventional Discomfort of a Changed Mindset. Let's get to work. Family, I hope you enjoyed those audio clips. First one, of course, was Rick. Rigsby, uh, what a third grade uh, dropout taught him. Very, very great. Uh, I think he's an amazing storyteller, especially the story he told about his wife. Uh, really loved how he unpacked that. But just in general, how he just talked about the impact his father had upon his life. While even though he was going to get the education and he had more of the education, his father had the wisdom. His father had the, I'll call it the lack of theory, but the more of true experience, hands-on experience, which sometimes we forget about in this, in these days and times that because you think you have this particular degree, this degree or this job title that you sometimes forget that, there was somebody that was before you that may not been able to go in that field or go to that school and get that education or that job yet probably has more knowledge about the opportunity, the job opportunity than you do. So we can't, we can't fall short in remembrance of that. But the biggest thing here though, of the, the reason why I entitled the, the title, the way it is unconventional discomfort of a change mindset, because family, when you start in the process of changing your mindset, boy, it's, it's a lot of hurdles. I've, I've had aha moments where I find that my, my, I find a tendency. And I think this is part of it because I started studying, um, stoicism, uh, how to be stoic in a sense, not, not the, like the, I don't know how you could do, describe stoic. Well, because I have my own definition, stoic, stoic, stoicism or being stoic, in my opinion, is just having the ability to manage emotions, to uh, have more of an active listening, but be still being able to respond. And, and that's why I started following it, because I want to understand. I like what uh, 
uh, Kobe Bryant and how oh, was the guy's name? He was like the assistant coach. He was the guy that really created the triangle uh, with Phil, well, with Phil Jackson, but he was the, really the creator. And what he would talk about is a lot of players would get upset when he would critique them, but he was, he explained as Kobe had explained, he was saying that he wasn't talking. He wasn't, the criticism wasn't about the actual player. It was about the task that they were doing or what they were. Yeah. The task that they were actually doing. And a lot of times family, when we receive criticism, we feel like we're being attacked by someone and they may have good intentions, but again, we, we talked about buts and ands and basically conjunctions here is the whole thing is, is that you still need to be cognizant of where the information is coming from, because if it's not coming from a good place, it can be a potential roadblock. You heard me say potential roadblock. See, when you change, when you are changing or you've changed your mindset, You'll find yourself, like I said, you'll laugh at certain things to yourself or you would just think, wow, I can't believe really I was, you know, having that thinking or even feeling that way. And you will have a tendency to get caught up in old behaviors as far as the old ways you used to think, because it doesn't challenge you to figure out a solution. See, what I what I realize is, is that, for instance, and the only reason why I talk about like jobs and everything, because I would hear people just claim their frustration, but they never once cleaned up their resume. They never once applied for that you know job. They never once even just sat down with their their, their manager and said, hey, this is what's going on. See, the ch a change mindset will make you more, uh, I don't want to use the word outgoing, but it will make you feel a, a certain way that it's, it's undescribable yet describable. Does that mean, have I lost anybody yet? Okay, let me, let me unpack that. It's describable because you talking to somebody else, um, it's sort of, oh, I got the perfect analogy. It's sort of like having a conversation with someone that has uh, kids that you can have a, you know, every, you, the, the conversation is constantly flowing because, you know, you'd be like, oh, little Johnny, you know, he did such and such. He's like, oh, yeah, uh, Brian, he did. He does the same thing. And the conversations mesh because you guys have an understanding, an understanding of the same experience compared to somebody who's, who doesn't have kids. Uh, they don't understand like, OK, wh what? Why was that funny? Why was that unique? So, again, with a change, with a change mindset, it comes a lot of discomfort. It's easier to go backwards. It's easier to get comfortable. It's easier to uh, play it safe. It's easier not to take risks because of the which because of what you do not know on the other side of it, you're because you're taking a gamble, you're taking a bet and saying, look. I want to change the way I'm approaching things. I want to change the way that I am thinking of things, but I understand there comes with this a discomfort because the tendency is going to want to, you know, make you feel like, Oh man, you know, I don't, I don't want to do this no more. Uh, or even just like what Rick was talking about of just getting up off the canvas. That is the hardest thing a lot of times because it's, again, it's easier to, to, to be a victim. It's easier to sulk or, or, or whatnot, but you always know, I always talk about Vinny. I'm big on that. Like, let's, let's get it out. Let's talk it out. But it does come to a point where you have to make a decision. Am I going to go one or, one or two ways. 
I even throw a, a, a twist in there. It's three ways. Either you're going to go right, left, or, or, or straight. But you've already been left, so now it only leaves you down with two decisions. Well, let's, as we do here, let's go experiment with going straight or going right is going to be. You don't know. But I was listening to Dr. Miles Monroe about a, uh, he was talking about a destiny. And oh my, whew, this was so high. I was like, I couldn't tie it in also with this clip. So I'm going to give you a ED remix of what I was listening to. And then we're probably going to have to have that audio in here. It was that powerful because he was talking about destiny. And see, when I think about destiny, I also think about, again, you changing your mindset to open your mind up to wanting to do that thing that keeps pulling at you. And that's what he was talking about. He was saying people that are frustrated in a certain, you know, certain part of, of their, their life. And, and, you know, he gave a reference of a job. He said, because your destiny, he said, your destiny be are, is tied to the thing that keeps calling you. You know, that thing, that thing that you said, Oh, you know, I really want to do it, but I don't have the time. You know, you know, that thing, that thing that you, you started on and then you stop because you said, well, now I have to, uh, I have to go work on something else. And, but it, it just keeps pulling you back. The destiny thing for me that keeps pulling me back is this microphone is the video piece. It's like the editing and, and finding good audio clips and being like all, that whole thing. Like I get super excited uh, about that experience. And a lot of times family, we fight that destiny. We, and we fight it with, we're really, we're really tactful when we're ready, when we're fighting our purpose and our destiny, because we'll find ways of the reason why we can't do it. Well, you know, I work a full-time job. Okay. And what does that mean? You telling me you can't start small and, 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 you know, build it up. But I know what the problem is family. And that again, comes to mindset is the fact that you see where somebody is at and you like, well, you take a couple shots at it and you're like, man, I should be where he is or where she is. And I, I, the only reason why I know again, family, I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I know because that's how I was. I was that way because I was frustrated. I was like, man, I'm putting in the work and I'm doing this and that. Why am I not? And I was like, Oh, I still got more work to do. I still got to keep working. You see people that, have been at it, you know, multiple years and now just getting the views now just getting the, uh, you know, accreditation. And it was like, it's, it's literally like you telling somebody what you're going to do. Then you go out and do it, but they don't believe you until again, it comes back down to commitment and consistency. And when you, and, and these are attributes of being self-disciplined, it's not, it's not easy family. I don't care what they tell you or what they sell you on these courses or anything like that to consistently come up with creating content every day um, and, and doing it consistently because a lot of people, once they, you know, hit a, uh, as Andy called it, a, a test day, it's that's it. You know, you know, they, they're like, I'm not taking this test. I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm good. Instead of pushing through it to see, to challenge their mindset, to challenge what they're, the, how they're feeling, to challenge, you know, the status quo, to even outwork the next person that chose not to do it. So 
you know, family, I don't want you to 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 get caught up in in that. And, and that's why I'm always pushing mindset here, um, because if you if you follow the if you follow any type of blueprint of anyone that has had success, they've had to make a shift. I don't care what the success is. You know, if, if it was a, you know, a, a person, a woman that want to stay home or a man that want to stay home to be a stay at home parent. They had to make a shift because you don't know if whatever their career was and, and whatever they had to give up to make that shift. See, when you make a shift in a mindset, something is required. A sacrifice is required. And a lot of times we don't want to make that sacrifice because of being comfortable is so much better than being uncomfortable. Hey, I'm telling you, it's it feels good to be comfortable when I know I should be doing something else, but it's just, it's comfortable just to do this. However, when you look at it and you sit down to track your progress, to look, measure your progress, and you're frustrated of where you are, where you're currently at and where you should be at, you can't blame anybody but yourself because you, because you already know. See, when you start learning this information and start implementing, you're not going to get it all right. And a lot of it is not going to apply. And that's why I said at the top of the show, um, you know, one of the biggest things for me, I'm finding out that I have an opportunity to change this industry by spit, you know, speaking facts. And when I say facts of, I'm, you know, okay, yeah, here are 10 things that, that could work for you, but you need to go out and customize it. You need to figure out, you know, what to do with it because I don't want, I don't want, I don't want people to be in a position in which, they're not allowed to figure out their life because if 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 I tell you this is what you need to do, if you don't do this, you will fail. Then that's not fair to you because now you don't even want to to go after it because you're like I'm gonna fail anyway. Instead of looking at it as as that opportunity, hey, these are the things that work for me. How can I take this mindset and transition it for me? How can I customize it for me? It's like, you know, you you building out a recipe, you using a recipe. Yeah, you may follow it, you know, the first couple of times, but then you may say, you know, I wonder if I add a little bit of this or I take out that ingredient and, and replace it with this ingredient. That's those are the type of thinkers I want to be around. Those are the type of like minded people I want to be around because we're not we're we're showing up as we are not showing up as someone uh, how someone else wants us to be. I think I just said something. If I had the thing to drop the mic, I would. Again, we're showing up as we are not showing up as we want somebody to see us as we are. So, again, family, you know, when you are making the decision to uh, to change your mindset to be unconventional to the way of thinking you are going to have some roadblocks you are going to have people you know question you and 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 ask you you know um so why are you all excited and happy for today and and they may not be happy and excited for today but they don't understand that you're working on something that you're building something and when you are working and building on something I don't know what it is I can't speak from a scientific standpoint I can only speak from an ED standpoint when I'm since working and building on this podcast show and learning different techniques and still learning I get excited because I'm not just learning from a theory standpoint that some of that theory is not even going to work in the real world I am literally learning day in and day out by actually applying and doing 95% of the work and 5% of the planning. So when Rick asked that question, how you living? 
I ask you guys again, how you living? Are you taking the necessary steps that you said that you wanted to do? Are you are you becoming more of what you said that you wanted to become? Because I again, going back to those New Year's resolution, like what if they had a New Year's resolution accountability board? (laughs) They had a board up there. It was just like, okay, who's ever brave enough and have the courage put up X amount of dollars and these goals have to be like grows that's going to stretch you. So if you say, I want to lose 30, 40 pounds, we need to verify. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I can see. All right. 30, 40 pounds by when? And I guarantee you, you'll be a lot of people who wouldn't sign up for that because again, family, when you're going after your goals, it's, it's, it's not easy, but it's not hard. And I say it's not easy because of the fact of the commitment that's required when it's days that you look at people that that they're not doing the same thing you're doing. And you're questioning like, man, I just want to just I just want to I don't even want to do this no more. And the only you know, the only reason why I keep keep going on this show as far as, um, you know, I do have a, a upcoming break schedule, but. Uh, the reason why I've been going so hard five days a week and the only time I took off is, you know, if, well, that ice storm situation and uh, um, holidays. But other than that, the reason why I go so hard is because I this is something for me that I want to be able to be a model for someone else who's trying to make a decision if they want to do a podcast or not. If you go back and listen to the very first uh, episode, and I think it was my origin story about how I, I started into the solar business and I need to do an update on that video, by the way. But anyway, I digress. But I want to be an inspiration to somebody to say, you know, well, I don't have this and this. My stuff is just basically saying, get started. And then me finding out my lane of, you know, I really like this. This is something I do day in and day out. So why not just talk about it? Just like if I was just talking to anybody, which is personal development. But what where I seen the gap was, was the self-discipline part. Like people would get you all excited and jumped and pumped up. And then you're like, okay, I make the dopamine run. I'm good. I'm good. But then, you know, d- d- how does that keep you when you get hit? How does that keep you from, um, from wanting to uh, get up. I mean, how does it keep you from keep uh, standing up consistently when you get pushed down, knocked down? What is that? And, and all of that goes back to self-discipline, which is built on habits and having the right habits in place. And you're not there to get it right. You remember, you got to understand there's a end, beginning date and an end date of your life. And the, the, the thing that's in the middle, the dash is what you've done. So, you have to understand this is a, a true marathon because you're not going to get it right every day and you're not supposed to. So all my perfect people out there, I've just set you free. Stop trying to be perfect. Just work on taking a step at a time. You know, when some, when somebody is in rehab and let's say they're having to, to, to learn how to walk again, Do you think they just put those people on a treadmill and just say, all right, start walking? No. They take their time and start doing different motions with their legs and and getting them. I remember uh, there was a study where this uh, coach, he had uh, two sets of different teams. He had one team actually have the ball and practice shooting free throws. And then he had another team just 
actually with no ball and shooting free throws. And the whole thing was to see who was going to be able to shoot better. And the funny thing was, and I need to look this study up again, but the, the team that didn't have the ball actually shot a better percentage of free throws. And that made me question. I said, again, it's, it's the mindset. It's, it's, it's taking yourself out of a stage of Thinking is possible and knowing is possible. That's why you always hear me say, I know, because there's a difference between thinking and knowing. When you think something, it gives you a way out. It doesn't give you the credibility. When you say, I know, without a doubt, I know this is possible. That means you, you've, you've either been through something or you're going through something or you just came out of something that gives you the right to speak on it. So family, I'll close. I kept you a little bit too long. This I didn't know I was going to go this long, family, but but really key points I want you to really, truly take out of this. See, a lot of times we'll say, man, if I would have known this, I would have done this differently. Well, evidently, you have another opportunity to change that. But what you've learned now is going to be extremely val valuable. I I'm, I'm like you. Pain is not the most beautiful and, and rewarding thing. But the things we get out of it, what we learn, what, what makes us change sometimes, and what forces us to do the thing that maybe we have been running from, you know, that project that you've been running, picking up and putting down. I'm going to always push you guys on that family because I truly believe there are a lot of there's a lot of great content that is missing out here. There's a lot of great speakers, a lot of a, a, a great talent out here alone that is not a fear. It's more or less of, well, you're comparing to someone else to be like and you and and I do I've compared myself and I've that's why I've learned to change the word from you know idol or comparison to inspiration these people are inspirations to me and because they're inspiration they get me inspired but now I got to go do the work so I can inspire the next person this has been your boy ED how you living unconventional discomfort of change of a changed mindset hope you enjoyed today's show as I told you guys before, taking a couple days off. So go check out those old episodes. I really think you'll like them. Um, if something comes up, you think of anything, text your boy. Maybe we could chop it up while I'm off on these days. 214-915-2440. Again, 214-915-2440. Peace. Well, I always got to put my Barry White voice on at the end, like, you know, so I can say, P. Okay. All right. I'm done. All right, family. Until next time, I'm out.